0: Everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation. My guest will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what we can expect in the week ahead. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Leslie Falconio, head of Taxable Fixed Income Strategy Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Welcome, Leslie. We're happy to have you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Perfect. So let's get started. So reflecting on this week's market activity, investors enjoyed a tilt to the upside across equity markets. What are the drivers behind investor sentiment as of late?
1: Well, I mean, you know, first of all, we know that the equity market has gone through a period where it could be you know, labeled as somewhat oversold, at least in the short term. And what we saw last week was the 10-year yield reach about a 435, which is the highest yield that we've seen since 2007. Now, after that move, there was a Wall Street Journal article which sort of ignited uh, a, a fuel to interest moving lower, which stated that it's, it's questionable as to whether or not the Fed will move two consecutive 75 basis points, meaning that the market next week is expecting 75 basis points from the Fed. But in the December meeting, um, you know, and, and, so, and some comments from uh, some Fed officials as well, that there is a potential that the Fed only moves 50 and not 75. And this really makes a difference because, you know, another 75 move in December would be like the fifth or sixth consecutive 75 basis point move. And when you go in in terms of that magnitude, you know, it's it's a headwind to the markets both on the equity and fixed income side. So now that we're in the blackout period of the Fed, which means next week, we haven't really had a lot of commentary, which would sort of take the other side in terms of, you know, hawkish rhetoric. So therefore, we've seen down the extra were you know three ninety five ish three ninety two yesterday and this was a four from a four hundred thirty five last week and the decline in interest rates is also helping the equity market as well.
0: So Leslie in a recent blog you wrote about how treasury yields had risen eleven consecutive weeks, marking it one of the largest streaks in roughly fifty years. What factors have been fueling the trend and where might rates head from here?
1: Well you know you know you know last week that that move to four thirty five obviously was Partially due to the fact that the terminal rate, which is the expected Fed fund rate, which, you know, is, meets sort of the Fed's uh, dual mandate, although actually now we could probably argue the Fed really only has one mandate, and that's bring you know, inflation down. But as that rate in 2023, in March of 2023, moved to over 5%, 10-year Treasury has moved higher, and that has a tendency to happen. We've talked about many times that 10-year Treasury yields will follow the Fed fund rate. Um the consecutive is the fact that, you know, it's hard to believe, but, you know, mid-August, the 10-year Treasury yield was a 275, and we went from a 275 to a 435 within a matter, matter of 11, 12 weeks, and that's just really a, a historical move, and it also shows not just what's happening with the U.S., but also what's happening in terms of globally, and, and I'm, just, I'm not just mentioning the incidents which occurred in the U.K., but I'm also talking about the fact that we are in sort of like a, you know, a global tightening cycle, and it's having impact. On its traits, but the volatility that we're seeing outside of the 12 consecutive weeks, the intraday volatility that we're seeing is, is something that we haven't seen, you know, since I can actually remember. When I, you know, the daily turn in yields of 25, 50 basis points in 10-year Treasury yields. Is really, you know, unprecedented for the length of time that has been going on. And right now, you know, partially this could be because it's it's the fourth quarter and it's the end of the year and you have balance sheet window dressing and tax loss harvesting and no one wants to step in to take risk. But the, really, the follow the volatility that we're seeing is really unprecedented. So when we think about interest rates going forward, you know, it, it is our view that that 5%, you know, will, which should be the top. And again, you know, we've said this before, we have. Two inflation numbers prior to the December meeting. So obviously, if inflation continues on the strength that it's been um, the past couple of months, then that that terminal rate can move higher, and therefore, ten-year treasury yields will. Move higher, but we don't think that that move will be sustained. And we're seeing these headwinds in terms of growth, particularly when you look at the mortgage rate that's over 7% now, and some of the uh, headwinds that we're seeing in terms of the consumer, particularly when it comes to housing.
0: When it comes to positioning for fixed income investors, what are you currently recommending?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this year, you know, we started off the year, we, we have our fixed income strategies coming out next week, and you know, I was just doing some work on this. And it's, it's really interesting when you think about where we started the year with a 1.5% 10-year treasury yield, right? And now, we're, now we go all the way up to yeah, last week to 435. That is a tremendous move in interest rates. And actually, from March, when the beginning of March, you know, they said fund rates was 0 to 25 basis points. It was at the zero lower bound and how quickly it has shifted. We all know that the fixed income performance overall has been, you know, had a very difficult year. The majority of that is due to the rise in interest rates. Now, with that said, there's opportunity that's created now. We're seeing yields that we haven't seen in you know, in a decade. And more importantly, investors are able to earn yield without necessarily taking out a lot of credit risk. And really that is the key because for years, you know, 2020, 2021, we all heard the quest for yield kind of scenario where in order for an investor to earn income, they would really have to move down the credit spectrum and increase their, their, their overall risk tolerance. In today's market, because yields are, are so much higher across the board and spreads are wider, the opportunity set is much wider. So so investors have the ability to earn 6% yield in assets that are AAA or, or – or if it's not if AAA, then just investment grades will be above. And, you know, having that kind of opportunity heading into 2023 when we believe that more than likely the economy will slow down given the path of rates – um, and, but to have the opportunity to construct a portfolio where you have a, a higher will be key. And how we're doing, how we're playing this is, is, is twofold. One, we've talked about this many times, and we still like the short end of, of the yield curve, particularly when it comes to ladders or, say, the investment grade market. The reason why we like the short end is that everyone knows the yield curve is inverted. So my two-year yield is higher than my ten-year yield. And for those that have be, have either short-term liquidity needs or want to park, say, cash alts, have, an, earning a four and three quarter percent for, say, an IG ladder is something that is very beneficial to future total returns. And given that the Fed or the market is pressing in such an aggressive Fed, you know, we do think that two-year yield, I can't say it's going to be, it's the top, but it's very near the top. So you're going to have, you have yield and also capital preservation. Given the fact that we've reached these 435s, we do believe that it's, it's it's safer now, I should say, to take on interest rate risk. And due to the fact that it's the fourth quarter, we're not going to go long because, just, as I mentioned earlier, there's just too much volatility – much illiquidity in the fourth quarter but we are incrementally adding sort of interest rate risk via via our portfolio allocations and things like you know having preferred investment, corp- investment corporates having preferred allocations and agency mbs you're moving a little bit further out the yield curve you're taking out a little bit interest rate risk but you're also earning around five and a half and six percent for say agency mbs which is a triple a asset so we have this, this kind of barbell and up in quality Taking advantage of the fact that the yield yield curve is inverted, so we're going to be in that short end to earn that carry. But given the fact that that interest rates saw that four thirty five, we're now gradually taking out a little bit more interest rate risk.
0: Leslie, looking to the week ahead, what will be taking place that investors should be mindful of?
1: Yeah, next week is going to be a busy week. I mean, let's you know outside of ISM, let's the obvious one is going to be the Fed, right? So it's expected, and you know they the Fed will 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 meet on. Um, November 2nd and it's expected that they move 75. And I think the market is, is really priced priced into that and I would be surprised if they deviated from that. Um, the probability of them moving a 100 basis point is actually, you know, has probably is less than 8% now. It's come down quite a bit because we have seen some softening numbers and particularly when it comes to the housing side. But again, we always have to pay attention to the type of rhetoric that that comes along with with the Fed move and how um, it's it's presented going forward, and that'll dictate you know how people investors start to price in the December number. Now, when you take out these Fed rate hikes like they're doing in December, they're making it's now close to 50 basis points. There's always the risk for it to move higher, because more than likely, even if say CPI comes out weak. It's not going to move down, right? You're not going to have 50 basis points in December and it's going to move down to 25. That's very, very, very unlikely, right? Because there's only one number, even if CPI came out well below expectation. But you can go from 50 to 75. You can move up. And that's really the risk that the market has right now that, you know, after the Fed and, you know, either during, you know, his, his speech or testimony, it actually moves higher back to that 75 basis points. And if that were to happen, you're going to see interest rates move up along with it. Again, might not be sustained, but they will trend higher. And outside of, like said, obviously we have things like payroll and ISM, as I mentioned before. But the Fed is really going to be the major one next week.
0: Thank you so much, Leslie. Again, today we have been joined by Leslie Falconio, head of Taxable Fixed Income Strategy Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering as well as a UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us.